This podcast is brought to you by Equus Grooming Products, human-grade cosmetic ingredients. Wow. So, Joey, I could use these products on myself? You absolutely can. And you know what? It's easy rinsing. It lathers up real good. It's just clean, clean product. Hook me up. Okay, today we're having Joey's friend, Vlade, the Russian dog wizard on, and he's going to talk about the number one problem pet owners are having and how you need to know what breed of pet you're getting before you get it. I got to tell you, he's going to be a handful. He's a ball of energy, but he knows his stuff. So this guy is pretty entertaining. That's all I have to say. Halligan, Unleashed with Joey Villani, and we have Vlade, and he is the, what is he called, Joey Villani? He, he, he's the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Wow. That's right. Wow. <laughs> That's good. The wizard, do you have a wand, Vlade, that you use when you train? Actually, I do. Actually, I do. And I love, love to talk to you guys because I love the joy for many many years i know him for decades i guess and we had a great time with him i truly respect the work he's done he's celebrity groomer i always bow when he's giving me very cute advices sometimes i'm asking advice him yeah <laughs> yeah so now vlade you're originally from russia yeah from russia with with, with love man yeah russia with love so um do they train dogs um, back there, kind of like they do out here? Uh, this is some, the same question that I was uh, received many years ago from David Leatherman. So anyway, yes, that's a great question. And uh, obviously, that's the big differences is uh, not just between Russia and United States and between European pet owners and United States pet owners. When we're talking about United States pet owners, I can uh, speak from my experience because I do it now in many states in the United States. I would say in America, it's like uh, West and East. And when we're talking about the West, Southern California, California state, totally separate. Um, you know, Midwest, more like a New York, Chicago, Boston, Florida, wherever I worked, it's, it's close to Europeans. The people have no problems to put proper relationship with the dogs and people. They understand this is the dogs. They understand if you start to treat your dog like a human, they will treat you like a dog. Okay? <laughs> West, different. They can sleep with their dogs in the beds nonstop. It's okay once in a while. <laughs> They can feeding the dog from the spoon, taking bath with them, and when you start to training them, they say, "Oh, my Coco looks sad. Yeah, she may look. I mean, upset. Of course, your Coco was upset. The Coco ran your house, made you upset because the petting was everyone, including your neighbor petting across the street, and all the things. And now you wanna." eat your cake and have it too. So for uh, people from Southern California and West, it's a very hard to take the charge and establish a language to communicate to the pets, which its own mother, and I'm speaking, I'm going to reveal some truth for you. I've never 
told that on the radio, at least just to my friends, I was not bad breather back in Europe. I was breeding German shoppers under high standards of European unions, where every your breeding stuff gonna go via third independent party as temperament test. And if you don't score the few things, if you don't get a specific score temperament test, your license will be revoked. It's not like here. If me, uh, Joe, we want to make some money in the garage, we, I hate this thing. But if you do it properly, you know, good quality, this is, could be the great, great um, joy for the families who want to have some fun. But anyway, Doc's mother is not an American mother. Doc's mother doesn't know what the democracy is. Doc mother says one time and after snaps, sometimes puppy screams and mama leaks and puppy don't do that anymore. I can tell you, we, we know some people don't, but we know we have a goal in our mind. We know if we're going to put some discipline and structures, puppy will be a really acceptable member of the family. Will we continue enjoy that puppy and dog under any circumstances where so much my great clients from Southern California, don't get me wrong, I love those people. I just, uh, you know, I try to select them very selectively before I pick them as my client. But the few I pick my family, I mean, I, I can give my right hand for them and I know they're going to support me too. But my point is, we and they know, so once your puppy is well-trained, once your puppy walking everywhere off leash, when it's allowed and coming to you, it's a safety, you, it's a joy and not becoming, your dog is not becoming prisoner uh, um, in your backyard or under household arrest. That's about motivations. People need to have a motivations. So you take the privileges first away from your dog, you train properly. And after giving privileges back, because I do believe dog needs to be trained like a human, excuse me, needs to be treated as a human. I really do, you may be surprised, but a little bit later. But first, needs to be trained like a dog. I'm so sorry, I know that's politically correct world nowadays, but I believe many people must be treated like a dog before you can start to treat them like So are you saying that that we need certain structure first? So you need structure first before... So it's 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 like I guess it's like going into the army. Okay, so you got to go through your basic training. You got to learn everything that that you need to 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 learn before you can actually go out in the field and 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 defend the country or whatever you're going to do. I don't think that was the greatest analogy, but I think you understand. No, I like I like that analogy, Joey, because I understand that. Um, sim you know, simply put that, yes, and I agree with you, is you have to be tough love. And the pet owners that don't understand that if you're not top dog, like you said, I love that, they're going to treat you like a dog. And that's the biggest problem with pet ownership right now is the relation. It is, it is. And I will tell you, and I will tell you very simple how I understand tough love. I understand it very simply. When you're tough, your puppy is going to behave. Once the puppy is behaving, you can be loving again, but you can you cannot eat your cake and have it too. And, and I will tell you this: it's almost like you join work back. Okay, you you're the manager right now. Okay, you join the work back, and you cannot immediately start to drink with everyone. You cannot be buddies with everyone, not in there, and have this inappropriate relationship. Okay, uh, once 
you established yourself, okay, you can give some slack. You can have some parties. You can have some drink. That's exactly in the relationship with the dog. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this. And, it, you know, our listeners uh, are listening because they want to get advice. And hopefully they understand that we, we are having you on because you do understand that basic component of the relationship with your pet. What, what do you think, Vlade, is the number one problem, if you had to say, that people are having with their pets today in general? Or is there like a number one, like digging, barking, blah, 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 that they're, that they're having with their pets, the number one problem? You approaching to these problems like a typical people in North America, that's my third continent, uh, like we're approaching in our medical system. You're basically looking for the symptoms. Jumping, uh, biting, pulling, that's what the people calling. It's like you go to the doctor and you say, doctor, I have a headache. In North America, that's the typical men's train thinking the doctor is going to kind of look at your head, maybe do at the works, MRI, and see what happened with your head. But the head is not staying in the vacuum. A head is the part of your body. So if we're going to take European way of the dog training, and we're going to embrace European medicine and maybe Eastern medicine, we're going to look at the history of doing this thing. And if we think that way, I always look for the root cause of the behavioral problem. Now let's talk about this. It's a great question. I would like you to participate in this. Uh, number one, I would say genetics. And let's talk about this. Not everyone is created. Uh, as the breeder, I'm going to tell you, every dog breed was designed to fulfill some needs people had at the time. There is nothing such a thing as the bad breeds, you know. But when the people calling me with the Australian shopper or blue healer and telling me why they're chasing the kids and want to bite their legs, we understand what the, what the dog was designed to do. And now they're asking me how to go against the genetic trait the dog had. And the breeders want them to do this. Let's talk about the husky. Oh, my husky just pulling me and things like that. First of all, having husky in Southern California is like a suicide mission because, I mean, this is touch the weather and tell me I had a husky first things in my life. But but uh, I live in Russia, it was cold. But here it's too too warm, too hot. On top of it, a uh, husky doesn't do really well in small compartments. You see in Southern California, I live in the Midwest. In Midwest, I mean in Southern California, their backyard, like the Midwest, like a balcony. It's so small you cannot have those dogs in this environment, in an apartment complex. And you leave them unsupervised, your apartment complex is going to look up like after expedition, like an artillery range or something. They're going to dig and everything. So I can go on and on and on. Terriers like to dig. Somebody, beagles like to bark. And uh, I think that the people would do some research and uh, would get the proper breed, dog breed. So look for the breed traits. Number one, that would be number one. Number two, Two, that we would keep uh, keep telling, uh, keep saying today about it's a democracy. Uh, people momentarily if they adopt the dogs, they want to make sure to compensate a lack of love and affection the dogs had in the past with giving shower of love and attention. So the dogs take that excessive love like a weakness, 
once they see the weakness, they start to show the strength. First, by simply not obeying the order, and eventually doing something bad as far as aggression, aggression or many other things. So that would be another concern is, so you have to set the rules. Rules very simple. I would like to ask our uh, listener grab maybe pen or pencils to we could get at least three rules today out of this class. Number, it's a doggy mama rule. I'm not creator of them. I'm just messenger. Rule number one, dog's mother never say anything she cannot enforce. Example, puppies chew hard, nipping her nipples when she's feeding them. Mama say one time, doggy mama say one mom. Doggy mama is not American mama. She growls, puppy don't stop. She boom, gently grabs them by the head. Mama, lick, 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 lick. That's it. Next time she just growls, they stop. So don't say anything you cannot enforce, number one. Number two, once you say enforce by all means, I was getting tickets for speed violation, probably one time per month or two times per month. Who cares? It was 85, 125 by that time. They, here in California, for the same things, you will never believe it. They gave me $450. I mean, in Michigan, you have to rob someone to get this punishment. So anyway, I mean, but I stopped driving fast because that ticket has a meaning for me to stop uh, misbehaving. So that's, that's number two, which is democracy. Number three is welfare. Well, many pet owners don't understand the dog's needs, and they're focusing more on prevention, excuse me, on correction, where I asking them to focus on prevention. Guys, look at the battery in your vehicle. Once, while you're driving, battery simultaneously charge and discharge. So it's create a balance. Every time your dog drinks, eats, and it's battery charge. Where this discharges? Well, the people will say, well, we take the dog for a walk. They've seen that Cesar Milan things, and they believe that's the only things they need to do. Well, walking the dog on the leash in around your neighborhood. We maybe have a whole story, whole new program of this. This is the, one of the worst things you can do in life. And I can tell you why. I don't want to reveal it right now, this secret of this show. But I have to, just to the subject, uh, you can take your dog for five miles walk, and we know how, who walks whom, by the way. It's like a dog's walking the people. So it's useless. But, but if you take your dog to the park and let's say put back grip harness, so it would be not that, no pressure on the neck, and you put 30 foot right line, like a long leash, and drop on the floor, you take these balls, and I'm teaching my clients how to teach the dog to uh, retrieve and run back and forth, back and forth, constant changing speed and direction, free run. That's the great game. Great game. Go to the dog beach, go to the dog park. Well, people at least, they don't do that. They take the dog for a walk. Um, but at least they understand when I tell them to do that. What they don't understand, this is another need the dogs have. Mental and social. Oh my gosh, mental first. You have to train your dog slowly. Take the dog from the play area. It could be house, it could be your front yard. And after slowly moving their process and performing obedience exercises, 
very slowly. When the dog cannot go ahead, the dog needs to think through the process. I don't know if you people know, but one minute to stay takes as much energy, like one mile to run. One minute to stay. We did experiment. We made one dog stay four minutes, collapse, and sleep for maybe a few hours. We have so that's and that's the dog to the public places, enjoy its life, greeting, meeting, and that social needs the dog needs to be met. I, I did my segment on KTLA on what to do with your pets when you're going back to work. And one of the things I just told them, teach your dog a trick every day. Just like what you said. I love like what you said is teaching your dog to sit, stay for one to four minutes is as much as them walking for a mile. And people don't understand that. Walk for a mile doesn't do anything for the dog. It's not stimulating them up here. It's not making them physically tired. So that's such great advice, Vlada. I'm so excited you said that. I love it. I love it. You really, you really understand what I'm talking about. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Why would you use something on your pet that you wouldn't use on yourself? This was the philosophy of Equus Grooming Products in 1991 and still is today. We love our pets. They are members of our family. Don't use grooming products that either don't disclose their ingredients or are not honest about what's in them. Equus Grooming Products are the finest quality available. Human grade cosmetic ingredients and food grade ingredients, not industrial grade, and backed 100% by a money back guarantee. Visit Equus.com and enter DocH at checkout for a 15% discount. That's Equus.com. Our, our topic today, Joey and I are talking about what breed for what family, and it's so important what you said the yorkie terrier the maltese these little toy dogs they all look the same but if you research what they were bred for the yorkie was bred to be a ratter and is a completely different dog than a maltese and so you're right the reason they end up in the shelter is they get it because it's cute they have no idea that it has to get groomed they have no idea what the energy requirement is and then they end up with a bad dog and i always tell people put six months into that puppy blood sweat and tears six months and get them spayed or neutered, and you're going to have a great dog. I love it. And, and, and we can talk maybe next time a lot about what the breeders do, because they miniaturizing breed. Um, you know, if you have like Australian Shopper, not easy. I would prefer German Shopper, not because I'm an Australian Shopper can be good. I just, it's not my personality. <laughs> all day long, all day long. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> not my personality. Like but me. It's, yeah, but I mean, it's easy to train them because they're willing to work. But now we have Aussie. Now we have a micro. Look at those golden doodles. I love them. I know you may not. I know you may. I know you can find a lot of people who think oh, it's a mass cross breed, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I love the standard poodle. They're very smart. They remind me Russians. <laughs> yeah, and now we we combining them with a very well dog, very well bred or golden or lab, who is uh, just designed to what the people wants to do. Standard, amazing, mid size, okay, miniature, ah, ah, and now micro. Yesterday, people brought <laughs> to me this book. I was thinking the rabbit. I 
hamster, the lame man, the the dog to do something. Oh my God. Because those breeders did it for money. And that's, I don't like it at all. I don't like it. And it's, it's, that's what the people do. And this little one costs much more than the big one. Yes, the French Bulldogs, $13,000 for where, a where, French Bulldog Where are you puppy. getting your French Bulldog? Wow. Wow. <laughs> My God. I asked these pet owners when they bring the pup in, how much did you pay for this dog? The French Bulldog, as you guys know, is not a natural breed. They can't pass through the birth canal because their heads are too big, so they have to have a C-section. Cesarea, yeah. Right. I've had Karen Terriers um, for the past um, 20, 25 years now. And if you want to have a garden outside, um, keep those because they're going to dig. That's what they do. They dig. <laughs> it is so important. See, becoming a groomer, we have to study the breeds because you have to know not only coat type, but you have to know what that dog was bred for for certain haircuts because a lot of haircuts are working, okay, if you want to keep it, you know, to the pure sense. So you have to understand the breed mentality, which is something that I think anyone who's a pet owner, read the AKC book from, 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 from beginning to end just to understand. And that doesn't cover everything, but that's going to make you understand, okay, maybe I don't want to adopt this, this breed because the, all, all, all they're going to do is bark or all they're going to do is dig and. You know, do I want a male dog opposed to a female dog? I've had all male terriers. And I got to tell you, that was a challenge. Terriers to begin with and then four males on top of it. That was a challenge. But we loved them because we understood I we understood the mindset. We understood everything about them. Joey is the alpha male. So he can handle all these things. For the, I see that. For the, typical, for the typical pet owners, terriers could be too much, especially if you don't have a backyard and things like this. You know, when you look at the lifestyle, are you, how you say in America, are you couch potato or the race car? You know, you need to know your lifestyle is. When I was younger, you know, I mean, I'm German shopper guy. I love it. But if I look, I love them to death. But right now, I kind of like something much more calmer, like um, you know, golden poodles, it's easy for me to deal with them. Okay? You mentioned Yorkies and Maltese, they're not bad. Those two, as a matter of fact, I love them. It's easiest to train. I could add Havanese to that one, to that category as yes, well. Yes, Havanese. But when we go into another one, like, uh, like, uh, uh, Lasso Apsa. Oh, yes. Ah, yeah, that, and again, they're not bad. And they just need rat, and they need rat in the very beginning because people don't understand that raising dog, like raising child, one chance we have. People coming to the trainers when the problem is full-blown. Instead of coming to the trainer to prevent the problems. But when they come to the trainer to prevent the problems, yes. they look at, they're making, what pet owners, believe me, they're making few mistakes constantly. Mistake number one, how much? Well, always, I mean, you know, do, do you want me, Russian, to tell you American saying, saying, you always are going to get what you pay for, okay? Good doctors, like a good trainers, you have to pay them more. How do people, pet owners, get a hold of you if they want to come and have you train their pet for them? 
very very easy they just need to google me russian dog wizard russian dog wizard or they can just visit my website by name socal dog training socaldogtraining.com abbreviation southern california we got to have vlade back because we're, we're unfortunately we're running out of time yeah i'm so sorry the microphone didn't work this time maybe the next time it's gonna be better <laughs> i promise you <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. So, Joey, I'm excited to talk about picking the right pet for your family and your lifestyle because as a shelter vet, I see a lot of these pets ending up in the shelter. And because I don't think people think through the process. Well, it's it's sad to say, but a lot of times it's an impulse. I hate to use the word buy because it's not always it's not always buy, but it's a it's an impulse urge to go out and get a pet because you think it's going to fill a void in your life. And it does if you pick the right pet. The problem is I don't think people realize, you know, what else goes into. I mean, it's more than just feeding and walking. You have to talk about, you know. Big, big dogs and the veterinary challenges and the grooming challenges on some breeds and lifespan. You know, we all know the larger breeds don't live as long as the smaller breeds. And in some cases, is that's good. In some cases, it's bad. It really depends on your lifestyle, as crazy as that sounds. People underestimate the cost of pet ownership. You can easily spend thirty to $50,000 on a pet in their lifespan. And you've got to make sure that you've budgeted for that unexpected vet problem. uh, Because if you don't, it it ends up in hardship. So I want people to think through getting a pet. Like you said, it should not be an emotional buy. And it can be because they're so darn cute. right? So it has to be a well-thought-out process. What's exciting, too, for us on this show is having a trainer come on to talk about that training aspect. And I always say... A trained dog is a happy dog. People don't understand. Can you imagine if you have your kids and they don't go to school and they're like hoodlums running all over the place? That's what we get in at the vet clinic. These dogs that are just wild and there's no obedience with them, no tough love, no, you know, they didn't research the breed and then they're, they fell in, now they're in love with this this crazy animal that they're looking for us to help in a perfect world wouldn't it be cool if in a shelter um there was some type of obedience as soon as the dog went in um and and i know that it has to happen in the in the home as well but let's just say that the dog is in the shelter because it's relieving itself on on the carpet or on the furniture and all and if it's something like that that can be broken before somebody adopts it wouldn't it be great to be able to adopt the there's never a perfect pet, but the most perfect pet that you can that you could possibly get if it happened in the shelter. Our shelters wouldn't be full anymore. So, um, you know, we can't do that. So the next best thing is understanding training and, and, and a pet mentality. And you couldn't pay me to have a puppy right now. Why? Because it's six months of effort into that pet. And that's what you're looking at. You have to invest the time and then of course you got to have the resources um, and it's hard with COVID right now so I think that we've seen an explosion of people getting puppies from Craigslist uh, all kinds of places and I'm just hoping that these people will uh, not surrender these pets once they're not as cute as they were when they're little and they grow into an adult 
I'll tell you what bothers me, and it bothers me big time. And I don't, as you know me well enough to know that I, I don't hold my tongue. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't come down to money because at the end of the day, um, I'm in the pet industry, and yes, that's I make a living at it. But at the end of the day, I'm a pet lover more so than anything else. And what I hate to see is when somebody gets a pet, and I'm grooming the pet for a year, sometimes two years, and then all of a sudden, that doesn't fit their lifestyle. So they get rid of it. They surrender it to the shelter. But a month later, they're coming in with a different dog, without still without doing the research that they needed to do. And... Like I said, I don't hold my tongue and, and I'll say something and I'll probably lose the client. But at that point in time, I want them to understand it's not right. It's not right what you're doing. It's like I don't like my kid anymore. Turn it into a, a shelter because I don't like it and then get another kid. It's true. They're, they depend on us for everything. They do, the, we are their everything and their emotional vitamins. They give us so much. It's a big responsibility. You need to think before you act. I do want to talk about our, uh, a show where we just talk about the emotional aspect and why so many people in the pet industry don't have children. I don't have any kids. You and Elaine no, never had any kids. Um, most of my vet techs, they don't have any children, but we need to talk about that. I think that's a real, real important. Let's make one thing. Let's make one thing clear. Elaine and I can't have kids anymore because Elaine and I are divorced. So that ship sailed. Okay. No, I know. I'm saying you guys <laughs> never had kids. Y yes. But I'm saying it's interesting. Yes, you know, a huge. You get me in trouble oh, with my significant I'm other in, 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 in my, my lifestyle goodness. now. Okay? okay, he loves you, significant <laughs> other. Um, no, I'm just saying. Why is it that so many people in rescue and, and in the in the veterinary industry in the pet community don't have children? It's very true. Um, you know, I mean, I do a lot of conventions and 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 uh, go pretty much all over the world um, doing speaking at grooming seminars, um, which sounds crazy, but I do. And I'm going to say at least, and the number might even be higher, but it's at least 50% um, of the, these women, because it's mainly women in my industry, um, do not have children. We're, we should get Dr. Phil on. I love his podcast. Um, I have his book. I met him. We should get him on to talk to us about that aspect of People in the pet profession, why we don't have children. He, may, pretty... he may try to work on us, though. I don't, uh -oh. I, I, oh, no, I don't, I don't want... No, I, lo I love the way I am. Just kind of, you know, whatever. Haven't found myself yet, and I may never find myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I love our show, Joey. I yes. love that we, we get to help people and do it in a fun way. And we need you to... Tell us what you want to talk about. We need questions for Stacy, the pet psychic. Do you have something that you want to talk to them about? Please email us. We have an email, uh, Doc and Joey Unleashed at gmail.com. That's what it is. And now, our medical minute from Doc Halligan. I recommend pet proofing your home and yard, especially if you just got a new kitten or puppy. And every couple of months do this because things change in your household and you can prevent a serious problem. Now, pet proofing would include 
going around and making sure that you're storing medication, your medication and their medication, and all chemicals out of your pet's reach. Also make sure that there aren't any candles that they can get to. Go around your perimeter. Make sure that all the fences and gates are secure. Look to see that they can't squeeze out anywhere or dig under a gate. Know the list of poisonous plants and make sure there aren't any in your yard. Now I recommend getting down on all fours. I said it, but you don't have to bark. And you want to see from their vantage point the trouble that they can get into. Do that on a regular basis. You're going to prevent a serious problem and even save your pet's life. If you love the show, please share it, rate it, tell all your friends. The more people that listen, the more pets we can help. You know, share, rate, and review. And if you don't, and especially if you don't listen, I'm coming to your house, okay? And you're going to listen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>